Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. It's time to start believing in yourself. If not now, then when? We keep waiting for later. We keep wanting something else to magically happen. And really, it comes down to you choosing yourself. I understand. It's nice to surround yourself with others who believe in you. However, it's empowering to truly believe in yourself. And this is where it begins. Of course, you're going to have tough days. And yes, lean on others to help you back up. But day to day, you've got to do this. You must believe in you. Often, we want to say, oh, I can believe when I see it. That is a limiting belief that just gets in the way because so often you must believe before you can see it. I used to tell my swimmers back when I was at the college, you have to believe to achieve, believe to achieve. It is so scary to believe in yourself. And really that scare, that fear is vulnerability because there's uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. (sighs) Ah. Let's take a deep breath about that. Yes, vulnerability is what we're so afraid of because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. What if we're wrong? Okay, but what if we're right? And for you, it may be what you make it mean about not actually being able to achieve what it is that you're setting out to achieve. For me, it can be about losing face. And if you understand that, like I had grown up, like never lose face, have all this armor, have all these shields up. So I never lose face. So nobody can ever see what's going on underneath. And all of that weighs us down. Instead of if we don't get the results what we want, what can we learn from this? What do we need to tweak? So being willing to be vulnerable. And yes, it feels like fear, but it's, we're not in danger unless you're doing something that's really dangerous, but we're really not in danger. Check in with that. We're, we're afraid because we're afraid with what if we're wrong? But again, what if we're right? And what if we blow our own mind about what we can be capable of because we believe in ourselves? Believing in yourself is a choice. And yes, are you going to have holes? Are there going to be things that you may not know and may not know how to do? But the fantastic news is, is that when you believe in yourself and you set out and you feel empowered or confident and you take action to create the results, and maybe you don't create quite the results that you wanted, but then you can look at it and go, ooh, what more do I need to learn? What can I learn from this? What can I create value? So let me give an example. This morning I was talking to a friend and she's getting her uh, master's in, I believe it's marriage family therapy. And so I was asking her about what she wanted to do after she was done and if she was going to open up a private practice. And we we're talking about that. And she told me her dream. She eventually, right? We don't want to, we don't really want to put it out there, but eventually she told me her dream. 
And there's this program that she wants to be a part of, and she'd be fantastic for it. And she said, but it's really hard to get into. And she prefaced it before she even told me what it was. She goes, well, there's this thing I really want to do, but it's really hard to get into. And I'm so I'm going to try, but I don't know if I will. She was already setting herself up that it wasn't going to happen. And I looked at her and I thought, well, did you not just hear what you said? Of course. Okay. It's okay that it's hard to get into, but even if you shoot for it and you believe in yourself and you're committed to it and they don't get you, it could be, they just don't understand what kind of value you have to offer them. They don't understand how she would be so fantastic for this group that she wants to work with. And maybe she's missing some skill sets that they're saying, oh, not just yet. But so often when we get rejection, when we don't get what we really want, we make it mean that we're bad. We're not good enough, right? It all goes back to that darn shame. But that's what we're so afraid of. And again, when we make something mean, that is a belief and you're choosing that belief. So again, we can choose to believe in ourselves and develop the skills and cultivate ourselves and go after what we want and practice and commit. And it's not a guaranteed outcome. Or we choose to defeat ourselves and we can wallow and we can have apathy or wallow in our misery. Which one sounds like a better plan for you? Pursuing what you want. Yes, you're going to be vulnerable. Brene Brown will say, when you go into the arena to dare greatly in your life, you're going to feel afraid and be courageous at the same time. And it's okay if you feel fear and be courageous at the same time. It takes courage to go and blow our own minds. But I invite you to go and believe in yourself. We tell ourselves so many lies. And I deal with this every day with my clients where they'll tell themselves lies of, oh, you know, I should have stayed in this marriage or I'm really not a good employer. Gosh, when my boss really finds out or when this company finds out that I'm not X. Or it can be, I really want to evolve to this leadership role in the company, but I'm waiting for somebody to give me permission. Instead of what am I, what skill sets can I cultivate to go into this next arena? Or how about parenting? I mean, parenting is frankly a butt kicker. It kicks my butt. Four kids, I've been doing this for a couple of decades, and I get a front row seat. Actually, I get a behind the curtain seat to thousands of kids and parents. I, I get to see how some parents are fantastic and what they can do. And I'll steal from that. And I've seen things that I would, I, I couldn't do. I've seen it all. The, but in the middle, I see the struggle that we all go through. It is tough. And we can sit there and say and indulge in the drama of, I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad parent. But how does that help our parenting when we say that? Instead of like, okay, here is the problem. I can make it mean I'm a bad parent. Or how can we create results of a connected, loving family? Because right now, maybe we're not connected and loving. Maybe right now we're all puffing up. Maybe right now we're all numbing on our devices, whatever it may be. But when we can ask ourselves great questions and believe in ourselves and believe that we, if we don't know how to do it now, we're going to figure it out. We're going to be resourceful because here's the one thing. Everything is figure outable. It, I truly believe that. And a lot of times people see problems as a closed door. And I'm always like, oh, but there's another way. 
The problem is, is that when we're attached to a belief that I am bad, I'm not good enough, that whole shame thing, right? All that shame drama. And we're attached to that. We can't see anything. We can't see any possibilities because when we're feeling shame, we are rooted in toxic soil. We can work really, 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 really hard. And I know you guys are overachievers and you're really like, I will just work really hard. But at some point when you're not believing in yourself, it doesn't work. And it may have worked for the first half of your life. And then that's when usually people come to me because what got them here is no longer working. It's no longer sustainable or it was never actually sustainable. It's just, they finally hit that brick wall and said, I just can't do this anymore. There's got to be a better way. And there is, and it comes back to you believing in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. And again, I'm going to use this as an example. And I've used this before throughout the years of the show is it's not positive thinking where you're lying to yourself. So an example is like, I never say to my weight loss clients, oh, go stand in front of a mirror and do positive affirmations of I'm skinny, I'm skinny, I'm skinny. Because when you're 250, 285 pounds, to say that in front of a mirror is going to be a huge shame trigger. Because it's liar, liar, pants on fire. Who the hell do you think you are? That's the voice in the back of your head. So it's never about lying to yourself. But when you can say, look, I'm willing to commit. And yes, this is scary. And yes, I feel vulnerable right now. And I'm going to commit. And I'm going to learn about what is going on that is driving me to way more than I want to weigh, way more than I believe my body needs to be. And you're willing to look at it from that place, from a place of curiosity instead of a place of shame. Because when we lie to ourselves, we can be triggering shame, especially when it's a, when it's a, it looks like a positive affirmation. I'm skinny, I'm skinny. And then we see the results in the mirror and we're saying, but that's not true. I'm really not skinny. Now we can say that, look, my body is pretty strong to be carrying this excess weight and moving me through the world. It's, that's true. Right. So I'm not saying to lie to yourself and I'm not saying positive affirmations. I'm saying really to believe in yourself. And if it may be like, hey, I have this problem and I see no hope. I have this one client. She's so resourceful. She's one of the most resourceful people that I know. But man, sometimes she believes she's fallen down this rabbit hole and she likes to indulge in that. Not so much anymore. And especially in the early years, she would say, oh, I've gone down the rabbit hole. And I would remind her there's no rabbit hole. And I would remind her that she's resourceful. And now when she starts to struggle with something, instead of making it mean that there's something wrong with her, she's not a good leader, she's not a good chairwoman, she goes, hey, I'm resourceful. I can figure this out. So when you believe in yourself, it's going to open up opportunities for you instead of when you are not on your own team. Instead, when you're self-loathing, it's going to shut you down or you're going to go, inner gladiator on yourself. And that can look like over drinking, overspending. It can look like the, the things that you say to yourself, you would never say to your loved one or your friends, or you would never, you would never present yourself that way in the grocery store or in a public arena. So I give you that in the sense that believe in yourself. It's so important to be able to believe in yourself and you test it out. And then look, if you're not getting the results that you want, 
then you can go back and look at, okay, what are the things? Maybe it's not the believing yourself that's a problem. Maybe it's the items, the action items that you're doing aren't getting you the results. So for example, um, say if the result is you want to lose weight, okay? And you believe in yourself and say, look, I'm committed. I'm going to do this work. I'm listening to my body. You know, I'm eating only fuel foods and you're not getting the results that you want, you can look at, okay, what are the action items? And there may be foods that you believe are fuel foods that, you know, a lot of times, um, for those of you that don't work with me, you'll call it good and bad foods. I don't believe in that, but you'll call it good. Like, oh, I'm eating really good foods. And that will be your action. It's like, oh, I'm eating really good food. Look at me. I'm eating really good food. The problem is, is that that food may not work for your system. And you're not going to know until you experiment with that. And so while it may be so-called healthy or good food, how do you feel when you eat it? How do you feel after you eat it? Does it, when you eat it, is it something that you can't stop eating? Pay attention to that. So it's just about being the scientist in your life and exploring with, hey, when I take these actions, is that getting me the result? Or is it bringing me further away? And it's so important to realize it's not just a one-time test. We need to collect data over a period of time. So maybe with a food item, it may be like if you're taking something in, you may need to take it out and then re-put it back in after a few weeks. Or you may need to notice maybe two or three times of eating it. How does my body feel when I eat it? And then there's those that, you know, we just had Halloween and you, you'll know right away of like, oh, my head is really getting foggy. I'm starting to get tired. You're going to notice that a little bit quicker. So be a scientist and pay attention. One of the things when kids come and join the swim team, I always tell parents, I'm like, never evaluate on the first practice because there's all this vulnerability and fear, right? The stories, especially the teenagers who come back to swimming, they have all these stories of how they're going to be the slowest in the pool. They're going to be away from all their friends. They're going to be with little kids. I mean, you want to talk about indulging in drama, listen to teenagers come back to the sport of swimming. And, and I always just say, come three times and then evaluate and never evaluate before practice, always evaluate after. Because before practice, all that vulnerability and those shame gremlins are coming up. And afterwards, now you have this evidence of like, oh, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So pay attention to these stories. It starts with you though, to believe in yourself as a coach, whether it's as a life coach, a leadership coach, a swim coach. One of the things that happens is that there are times that my clients are athletes or my staff, they may not believe in themselves. We all have our hard days and that is okay because as I'm walking through this journey with them, I can hold that belief for them until they can get themselves back up right? It just not so, um, we don't want to live in that swampland forever, right? You've heard me talk about how we often like to pitch a tent, build a campfire. And I was really, really good at this. I couldn't make a fire in real, in real world, but in my brain, I was really good at pitching a tent, building a campfire. And man, I had just a string of people that were constantly coming in and I was trying to suck on their beliefs for me because they could see me in a different way than I could see myself. Cause I was so attached to my shame stories. I was so attached to my not believing in myself. And I can tell you this throughout multiple times in my life, 
when I was able to transition to believing to myself and then going and taking action or massive action to cultivate that result, I was able to accomplish it. And so often I would want to give up on myself because I was like, oh, but what if it doesn't happen? And I, you have to put that aside and be committed and keep redirecting and say, no, I am committed. I'm going to do this. And in those arenas where you want to dare greatly, where you want to show up in your life. And again, daring greatly can be having a courageous conversation with your boss. It could be asking for a, a certain work week that you want to do. It can be asking for, hey, I want to go to this next level in, in, the, in our company. What are the things that I need to do to create that? What are the things that I need to do to gain skills so that I can be considered there so I can be a value to the company? A courageous, uh, being vulnerable or daring greatly in a relationship can be saying what you want in a marriage. It could be saying, hey, this is really important to me. It could be about connected relationships. It could be about cultivating friendships and having a group of friends or having certain friends. It doesn't have to be a whole lot but having friends where, who have earned the right to hear your story, who you can show up and be messy and they're willing to see you and hear you, not fix you, but see you and hear you. That can be daring greatly. It can be about doing work that you want to do. Maybe you've done work and now you're ready for the next chapter. And so it's about daring greatly. I'm not saying daring greatly is about being famous. I'm saying, how do you show up in your life? How are you letting yourself be seen? And you will always have to be brave in that moment. Darren Greatly for my little six-year-old swimmers is about going to swim meet and standing up on the block, believing that everybody's watching them and not sure if they can make it across to the other side of the pool. And they say they're going to jump in and they're committed. They're going to make it across. It may take them a long time. I had some little six-year-old darling girls and it took them about four minutes this summer to get across the pool. And they had to go through all those emotions and they blew their, you know, they were like, oh my gosh, I did it. And then as the summer progressed, they were down to like a minute and a half and they blew their minds. That was daring greatly for them. And it was very appropriate. So, but this comes back to, you must believe in yourself. What are the stories you tell yourself about yourself on a daily basis? Do you tell yourself you're a mess up, that you're not good enough, that you make a lot of mistakes? Let me get this straight. We all make a lot of mistakes. It doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you can't achieve your results. Just means that you made a mistake. What can you learn from it? So the big thing is that when you believe in yourself, you have to stop beating yourself up. That is indulgent. That doesn't help you get the results that you want. And it doesn't mean that you look through your look at yourself through rose colored glasses. What it means is that you can be, uh, you could have critical insight, but not judgment. You can be thinking like critical thinking of, Ooh, what can I learn from this? And coming from a place of curiosity, judgment is rooted in shame and it's a way to make you small, whether it's somebody else giving you judgment or you giving yourself judgment. It's just a way to make you small. Guess what? When you're in that place, the only two options are either you're going to hide away and not go and dare greatly, or you're going to puff up and go, you know, really, really big but it's not probably going to come across very well. And it still may not get you the results or it's going to be really, really costly. An example would be if you don't sleep enough and then you decide you're going to drink six cups of coffee and over a week, you're going to be 
exhausted. You're going to have some adrenal fatigue. Your adrenal glands are going to be overexposed. So it may have worked for a short term, but it's too much of the pendulum swing. And again, it's not sustainable. So going back to believing yourself, we're so willing to listen to the lies that we tell ourselves that I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Um, I'm not pretty enough. I really shouldn't be in this position. My spouse is going to leave me because I'm not enough. Um, whatever it is that I'm not enough, that's indulgent behavior. You're not supposed to be perfect and perfect. We have this belief, it's a total lie, by the way, that if we're perfect, we're going to be safe from vulnerability. Perfection is the birthplace of shame. We have enough of it. All of us do. We're never going to get rid of it. It's about being resilient towards it so that when shame comes, we may fall down, but we can get back up. For most of us, if we fall down, we can get ourselves back up. As we get older, it may get a little bit harder. When we're little kids, we fell down all the time. If you have children, they fall down all the time, especially when they're little or when they're learning how to walk. It's not the end of the world, but we create that for ourselves. Believe in yourself. I'm going to say this over and over. It is so critical. Believe in yourself. Tell yourself the true stories. So it may be that I don't know what I'm doing and that's okay because I can learn this. I love the whole thing of I can practice and I can be better because for me, practice is the way that I get better at something. So I used to have this belief that I couldn't cook anything. And I mean, I could cook like scrambled eggs or pancakes and I could bake things, but raw meat, there was no way, you know, making actual like food that you could get at a restaurant or you have at somebody's house or my husband would make, there was no way I could do that. I didn't believe in myself. And I was so stuck in perfection. And what if I make a mistake? I've probably shared this story before, but so I had some darling friends the year that I made a commitment to learn how to cook. And I can't remember, this was probably like 2012, no, 2013, January, 2013, I made this commitment to myself. And one of my friends, Jimmy, uh, came over to teach me how to grill. And he brought the meat. He brought ribeye steaks. So we learned and stuff. And and then when I decided to grill, like later that week, I went to the grocery store. Well, I bought ribeye steaks because that's what I was taught. And as I was walking out to the grill, I looked at this and going, hmm, probably should have started with hamburgers. This could be an expensive mistake. And then I reminded myself that I could afford this mistake. And the other thing is, I said, well, if it's really well done, we're still going to eat it because I'm committed to not wasting this meat. And I went through and I was feeling vulnerable and I showed up on the grill. I cooked it and I don't even remember. It was probably more on the well done side because I can still have this fear, not so much with meat, meat, but uh, it not being cooked enough. But my family tends to like stuff uh, medium rare. I tend to like it medium well, so we're, we're usually okay. Um, but I was able to do that. And I noticed here, here was a bit of fear of like, what if I do it wrong? And that is a crappy question that doesn't lead to believing in yourself. I was able to grab that and say, but what if I can make it right? Or what if we'll eat it anyways? 
So commit to believing in yourself because it can be in any arena in your life. It can be in your personal arena. It can be in your professional arena. It can be in, for some of you, it could be like in Corinne's silly cooking arena. For me, there's still a lot of vulnerability. I don't really like to cook for a lot of people, um, but I did. We had some people over recently and I made, we had, I think, chicken fajitas and I made that all and and it was it was fantastic. That's kind of one of my go-to staples. And I give you that in the sense that it is okay. You don't have to be amazing at everything and give yourself those arenas where, hey, I really got this. It doesn't take a lot of energy. And then there's going to be some arenas where it takes some energy. And then there may be one arena or two where it takes a huge amount of energy. So for instance, an arena that doesn't take a lot of energy for me anymore is driving a car. I'm 45 years old. I've been driving for, I guess, about 30 years now. It's been a long time. I remember when I was 15 years old and had my learner's permit and making that right-hand turn at five miles an hour, how scary that was. And I thought, wow, this is so fast, right? We can all laugh about that. And my youngest has her learner's permit and she's uses so much energy. I watch her while we're driving. She uses so many units of energy as she's driving because this she's learning this new skill. And I totally believe she's going to master it. It's not a problem. It's about her practicing it. So believe in yourself. And it's about you choosing you. I mean, really, don't you want to choose yourself? We keep waiting for somebody else to choose us. But you have to choose yourself. You must believe in yourself. And during that process, you're going to fall down and you get back up and you surround yourself with people that are also willing to extend a hand. You surround yourself with people who, when you can't believe in yourself, they'll hold that belief for you. They have your back. Now, it doesn't mean that you now have permission to be indulgent for the next two years because you can't believe in yourself. That's a long time. And that's really heavy energy. So it's about believing yourself and telling yourself what is true. Maybe you have a tendency for depression and you're noticing you're starting to get depressed. But have you also gotten yourself out of your depression? Remind yourself of that story. Believe in yourself. I truly believe that with practice, I can learn things. Now, there's a lot of things that I don't want to learn. There's a, there's a lot of things that I want to learn And that can be overwhelming if I think of everything I want to learn. But there's also a whole world of stuff that I'm not interested in learning. Like one would be how to get blood out of people. Not that I would be faint, but I don't want to poke needles in anybody. So that would be something I wouldn't want to learn. I'm really clear about that. And then with the things that I want to learn, it's about thinking about what do I have the capacity to commit to? How many units of energy do I have? And really focusing on believing in myself. And I can tell you this. Because there are certain arenas right now where I'm really having to be brave and my brain wants to go and stab me in the back. And I have to keep reminding myself that no, come back here. I'm choosing to believe in myself. I'm choosing to believe in myself. I'm going to shoot for this result that I want. I'm committed to this result that I want. And if it doesn't happen, that's okay because I can, I can learn from it. And here's the other side. If it does happen, which it will, I'm still going to unpack it. What can I learn from it? What can I do the next time to make it even better? I do this with my cooking all the time. I'm still cooking the same meats that I was cooking four years ago. I'm still cooking stuff and I'm learning like, what can I learn? And that's the fantastic thing is that 
instead of thinking it's a once in a lifetime, which is a very scarce belief, instead, I'm thinking about what can I learn to make it better next time? And when I make something that's really good, I enjoy it. And I'm like, yay me. And when I make something that may not be as as good, but it's still pretty good. I'm like, yay me, look at what I can do. Those yay me moments are so important. So I invite you, believe in yourself. And when you're telling yourself you're these stories, these new stories, check in. Does it feel, do you feel a bit of fear? Is that vulnerability talking? And that's okay. And do you feel confidence? Do you feel empowerment? And then go take action from there. So always tell yourself the truth. Believe in yourself because that is your job to believe in you. Other people can believe in you. It's not going to get you your results. I spent a long period of my time of my swimming career leaning on other people to believe in me. And until I believed in myself, it didn't create the results in my life. And you have to, it's about believing to achieve, not believing once you have the evidence. So it's not about, I'll believe it when I can see it. You believe to achieve. And that, my friend, is my invitation to you. Believe in yourself. Choose yourself. Be really deliberate about the stories you tell yourself about yourself. Be deliberate about the stories you tell about yourself to other people. It's never about lying. I'm resourceful and I'm forgetful. It's all true. And so I own it, but I believe in myself. The forgetful part, there's there's things that I can implement. I make sure I have stuff on my calendar. If people are asking me questions, I ask them. I used to say, oh, I try to remember. Now I just say, can you email me and I'll follow back up with you? Or I'll send myself a note too. But I find ways to support that where I can be forgetful. And I'm also really resourceful. And I lean on I'm resourceful way more than that I'm forgetful. That I'm forgetful is, it's indulgent. Because there's things that I can do to not not have that happen, right? And when I'm resourceful, I can figure things out because there are always going to be roadblocks or problems. And it was like when I was telling my friend today, I said, why not go after that instead of thinking, well, it's really hard to get into because now you're already giving yourself an out. Why not commit to that and going and learning and putting yourself out there? Why not do that? And if you don't get the result, then it's about, oh, what don't they understand of how I could be a value? What do I need to learn to get more skill sets? And you can learn. And that's where the growth is going to come from. And then what happens? It's like this, like, it's a snowball effect. You believe in yourself and you believe in yourself more and you believe in yourself more. And you're not wasting all this energy on indulgent behavior. All right. I can't wait for you to go out and practice believing in yourself and you're going to leave yourself and then you just tell yourself to come on back. All right. This is the last call for my enough coaching group program. I'm so excited. I've been cultivating a careful group of small, it's a small coaching group that I'm going to be having. And it's for people who have the voice of I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough, thin enough, strong enough, smart enough, whatever, not a good enough manager. And these, a lot of these people have corporate jobs. They're um, in the science fields in IT engineering. And they want, they want to stop with this indulgent. I'm not enough 
so that they can go and be the leaders in their life, both personally and professionally. And being the leader in your life is going through your life with your values as your guiding light so that you can do great work, so you can be a value to your company, so you can be a value to your family, so you can be a value to your friends. It's not about screw everybody else, that I'm the only person that matters. It's not narcissistic. Being the leader in your life gives you the ability to show up that your best self, and you have so much to offer your relationships. If you have children, your your colleagues, your employees, if you're a leader, your employers, if you have bosses above you. So that's what the Enough program is about. I have a couple spots left. If you are interested, shoot me an email at hello at how she really does it so we can set up a time to talk. It does start next Friday, November 10th. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited for this group and what we're going to get done this coming year. Until next time, I'm smiling big for you. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting, never been so wide awake.